Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading into the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I'm here with Caitlin Mason. Caitlin graduated in 2013 and has been exhibiting for about seven years now. She feels like her name and her work is recognized, but she's also feeling like she certainly can't do it full time. And she's in that in-between area between emerging artist and career artist, kind of I think where a lot of you probably are. Hi, Caitlin. How are you feeling today? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. Excellent. I'm in Boulder, Colorado for Labor Day weekend and just kind of taking it easy and walking around and eating food. Nice. I have no complaints. No complaints. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's see. If we were to think about a year from now, you mentioned in your application that there were really two main things that you were working on being financially independent and comfortable from your art business but also you are working full-time during the day and working on your art business in the evenings you don't have that personal family time and you want to find that balance yeah I know that those are equally important and what I'm going to ask you is very hard but in order for me to give you some solid next steps which one is the problem that needs to be solved first, in your opinion? Um, well, I feel like my relationships would take a higher priority. Those are more important to me. But at the same time, I want to wake up every day and look forward to what I have to do mm-hmm. that day and not have to drag myself out of the house to go do something I'm not interested in doing. Um, So they're very close. Um, But definitely, I mean, my relationships are very important to me. So I guess making the right amount of time for those is definitely important. Okay, so what I wrote down is kind of both more towards relationships. You said, I want to look forward to what I have to do when I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Does that feel like the first problem that needs to be solved? The most important problem that needs to be solved? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, it would be a good way to start the day. (laughs) Sure. Okay. So if you could describe to me a day Mm -hmm. that you would look forward to when you wake up in the morning, what would that look like? Um, not having to rush out of bed. I'm an early riser anyway. So I'm, for the most part, I'm up at 7 a.m., especially on the weekends because I look forward to coming into the studio. So waking up at 7 a.m. is no problem. <laughs> Taking the dogs for a long walk that isn't rushed because I have to leave the house. Um, maybe working in the studio from 
I don't know, say nine till 12 and then having an hour lunch where I can walk the dogs, have something to eat, and then going back into the studio from maybe one to say four. And then I would have my evenings off to have some semblance of a social life. That would be the dream. So I know the answer to this, but we had previous conversation before we started mm -hmm. the recording. Why do you feel like you can't have that right now? Well, I am at my full-time job um, about 9.30 till four. So then I come home and walk the dogs, do the dinner thing. I'm lucky if I get in the studio by seven, I can maybe sometimes get two hours Monday to Friday. Um, but at the same time, it's also jeopardizing my personal time and my time with my family. If I'm working towards a show, I'm pretty much in here every second that I can get, including the weekends. So if there's a family get together, I get all anxious and stressed out because I'm trying to juggle the time that I need in the studio and the time that I'm going to be away on a Saturday or a Sunday. So I don't... Being able to do that, be in the studio like nine to four or whatever time it would be, would give me the opportunity to have my evenings back, which I don't have right now because I'm juggling both. So it's like you need to not have the full-time job in order to have more time to do the things that you want to do. However, in this day that you described to me, there is no, I don't want to say it. There's no selling involved. Mm -hmm. So we also were talking before we started about you wanting to probably take a step back on some of the art fairs because the ROI was not feeling in balance with what you were getting and they were kind of stressing you out. Yes, not, not feeling the energy there. So if there were one way that you would want to sell your work, what would that be? I'd love to be able to sell it online and do collection releases, which I mentioned earlier, I have done, I think I've done three. So the first one would have been in 2021. Um, and then I did the third one. I think I did two in 2021, beginning like March and then uh, closer to November. And then I did one earlier this year as well, um, I think in February. And ideally that would be the best case scenario because there's really no upfront cost. I'm not paying mm -hmm. for a booth. Um, and that would be the best uh, like return on investment because I get to keep all my profits. However, it does cost you in terms of time. Yes. Studio re collection releases are very time consuming. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just, no, they are. Through it with <laughs> I'm them. well aware. Yeah. Yeah. So, as far as, let's talk money for a second. As far mm -hmm. as money goes, collection release online for you versus art fair for you, are they similar, equal, one greater than the other? It depends on the art fair that I do. 
Um, there's one here in Toronto called the Artist Project. I've done that one. I think next year will be my fourth year doing that one. It's inside and it's very, it's quite prestigious, I guess you could say. It's very professional, all white walls. You hang your work on the walls. Um, it's very, very expensive, um, like upwards of $3,000 to participate for the smallest booth. Um, so that one, every year that I've done it has gotten better in terms of sales for me. And I was told at the very beginning of that show that you really have to do that show a few times before people start really recognizing your work. And I found that to be true for that one. But the show is so expensive, you really need to sell a lot of work in order to make any kind of profit. So my profit margins for that one are not great. And then the second one that was good, well, it has been better, is an outdoor fair. So you're exposed to the elements for three days in the middle of summer. Um, it's a lot it's a lot of work to do those, but I am selling more at those shows than I would for a collection release because I have my entire inventory with me. Whereas with a collection release, you're maybe making say seven or eight drawings and releasing just those. So I guess at a show, people are getting kind of the full picture of what you do and what you have. Uh, so I would say I make more at the shows but there's also, yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> Is collection release the thing you want to do because that's the only thing you can think of that gives you your entire profit back? Or is it something that you find that you enjoy doing once you get into it? Um, I'm definitely not stuck on just that. I do have some other ideas for other revenue streams that I just haven't been able to get to yet. And I have posted drawings online or just in progress drawings and they have sold immediately before they were finished, which of course is amazing. But that, I would say that doesn't happen very often. So I'm certainly not stuck on just the collection release. The issue is, is it takes me so long to make my drawings because they're so detailed and time consuming. I guess it would be faster if I was doing it full time, but it takes me months to finish a collection. So I'm really not seeing the return on my time in terms of money if they all sell out. I mean, it's great to have that chunk of money, but if it's taken me three months to sell $2,000 worth of artwork, it's not really profitable. The energy still, I'm still not feeling the energy. I'm looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about these other ideas of yours. Um, well, I did a little poll not too long ago and I was trying to think of taking one of my drawings and simplifying it in a way to make sort of like a coloring, like a coloring page and putting a kit together with the pencils needed to color that page in and selling that as like a coloring kit, basically on my website to create your own drawing of fabric or something like that. So that was something I was just trying to figure out how I would go about doing that. 
Um, I have, I do have a workshop coming up where I'm teaching in, I think, three weeks. So I'm just kind of starting to get back into that after the pandemic. I did a Zoom workshop, which was an experience trying to do that through a computer. Um, and then I had done one previous in 2019. So I'm just trying to get sort of figure that out. It makes me nervous still, just I think because it's still new. Um, but I have also trained several other artists at my job doing the restoration. And they all say that I'm pretty good at teaching it. So that was helpful. It's just, I think it's just my own nerves and wondering if I'm able to do this or not. So I think maybe if I get into doing it a little bit more, then I'll get a little bit more comfortable and better at it. Um, so that's another revenue that I'm trying to sort of get into. So those are, I guess I've done prints, which have bombed. <laughs> so yeah, I've tried lots. I don't seem to be getting the same results that a lot of other artists are getting. So I'm a little bit baffled about that. Let's not play the comparison game. I know. You have, I know you know this, but yeah. you have no idea what they have done in the past in order yeah. to build to where they are. Yeah. So that's always a losing proposition. It makes you not feel good. And then it's like, oh, why am I even doing this? And then you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So when you were talking earlier about teaching, Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you said something about nerves, which kind of did a a trigger for me Mm -hmm. because nerves normally mean I am scared which is generally your brain saying, I think this is going to create change, Mm -hmm. which is kind of exactly what you want because what you have been doing for the last seven years has not felt like it has been working. Yeah. And continuing to do those same things over and over. Yes. You can learn to get better and better and better at a skill that is, absolutely true that's kind of the slow path and I'm just not feeling any excitement on either of those things for you when you said teaching and nervous what came up was I'm curious if that is something that even though it gives you the nerve does it give you the excited nerves or just the nerves um I think it's more nerves of just being in front of more than one person at a time, Mm -hmm. Um, especially people that I don't know. I've always been pretty shy person. So when it comes to talking in front of several people and sort of a, I guess a more formal where they're all sitting in front of me, it'd be different if it was just like a casual conversation. Um, I think that's probably more of the nerves. And I want to make sure that they feel like they're getting what they paid for essentially. I think that's where the nerves come from and just trying to be able to teach what I'm doing because when I'm drawing, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing anymore. Really? In the zone. It's in this, yeah, I'm in the zone and it comes naturally. So now I have to kind of stop, slow down and break it down to try and teach other people how to do what I'm doing. Um, So I just want to make sure that I'm doing that in a way that makes sense, I guess. That way they feel like they're, they're learning something. Will you try something with me? Sure. Okay, close your eyes. 
Okay. We're gonna take a couple of deep breaths. Okay, now we're back in that day that you described to me. Kind of had a lazy wake up. You took the dogs for a walk. You got in the studio. You had your lunch. Instead of going straight back to the studio, you mm -hmm. have an appointment, and it's something that you really feels exciting. Sure, it might be scary, but it feels like oh man, this is, yeah, I actually, I do want to wake up and I do want to do this. What does that appointment look like? Just take a second. I don't know. I guess if it was something like an exciting opportunity that had to do with my art that I had to go meet for. What would an exciting opportunity for your art look like? I don't know, maybe something to do with a gallery, talking to a gallery about a solo show. Um, I've been thinking about trying to get some more gallery shows. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of right now. We haven't mentioned, you can open your eyes. We haven't okay. mentioned galleries yet. Tell me about galleries. It's been a bit of an up and down experience I guess I mean they take 50% of your profits so I'm kind of on the fence of whether or not that that's the right avenue I do like the idea of my work being in a beautiful space and reaching other clients I do have my work in a gallery um, about two hours I guess west of here in a beautiful sort of little like vacation town um, but it just, again, it's not flying off the walls. So that's been my experience with galleries so far. So that's why I haven't really pushed it. Um, and I have to make sure that my prices are appropriate for accounting for the 50% commission. Are they? That's my next question. I think if I was to create some larger pieces, which is my intent for this fall and the winter while I don't have any other projects on the go is to make some larger pieces. I would feel a bit more comfortable with pricing them higher so that I can accommodate the 50% commission. And if I sell the piece on my own at a show next year, then that's even better. Um, but majority of my pieces that I have in my inventory right now are quite small. So it doesn't make sense for me to put those into a gallery space because I can't necessarily charge $800 for a 12 by 12. Um, so I feel like if I could get some larger pieces um, that it, I would feel better with doing the galleries. Does it take you a lot more time to do a larger piece or does it just um, kind of blow up? It depends on how big the actual subject matter is. Um, to the two pieces that I want to do are 30 by 30 inch panels, which is quite big for me because um, most of my work is quite small. But the drawing portion of the piece is not going to be like, it's not going to fill the whole panel. So it's going to just be a lot of negative space on the wood panel, letting kind of the wood grain on the panel do its own thing and be a part of the piece. Um, so I think that I can do bigger pieces without them taking half a year to actually make them because I'm not filling the whole panel. 
Right. If you were to create what I call a showcase piece, mm-hmm. meaning like this is, if I could do anything, this is exactly what I would make and it would look like this, not worrying about who's going to buy it or what the price is, but just putting your full creative expression into it, would it look like those 30 by 30 panels? Um, yeah, the idea that I have for those 30 by 30 panels is something I've had for a while and I'm just like dying to get it started. Um, I've got a few things that I need to take care of first for this workshop. That's usually how I work in the studio is I have to prioritize what's coming up next so Mm -hmm. that I'm prepared for that. And then I kind of knock those off the list. Um, it's a little bit, the project or the drawings a little bit different. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to see how it's received. Um, I mean, regardless of how it's received, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I'm going to do it anyways, um, because I'm really excited about it. Here we are. (laughs) Took us 30 minutes. (laughs) Here we are. Yes? Okay. You want to create big work. You don't know how it's going to be received. You don't know what you're going to do with it. But also the only other thing I heard you say that was remotely exciting, besides maybe the teaching, I still didn't get a good read on that. Maybe Mm -hmm. the teaching, but having work in a gallery and making big work is where you started to get excited. Mm-hmm. And the problem that we started off this call trying to solve is I want to look forward to what I have to do when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Sure. You don't know what's going to happen with these. Yeah. But, and I know a lot of people hate it when I say this, but what if it completely works out? Mm-hmm. And Galleries go ape shiz for it. And you get to make what you want to make. And collectors are like, oh, only 800 bucks for that? That's amazing. I'm buying it. And everything just kind of lines up. Yeah. The only problem I still see is that, and you said they're not going to take you six months, but you also said even these little ones take you three months to make a collection of eight so could it take you three months to make you don't know this yet but a collection of eight of the panels in your guesstimate um I think it might be a lot um I would probably have a better idea once I got the first one done right I'll get faster yeah um I do tend to if I'm doing something new I try and keep track of my time too. That way I can just gauge costs, like in um, how much to list it for. Um, So I would probably have a better idea once I finish the first one. Um, I'm also, it's just a little bit different. I like, I typically will draw fabric, um, but this is also kind of incorporating um, animals as well. So that's a totally different subject matter than what I have done before so I also don't know how that's going to go (laughs) yes and I just put us down a rabbit hole I probably shouldn't have honestly because 
I have different tools for my students. They're all momentum boosters. One of them is just, what is the next step? Mm -hmm. Because if you try to get, and this was my fault, but if you try to get all the way to the end and solve all the problems before you get to the end, you just end up stuck and you don't go anywhere. So what's the next problem that needs to be solved? You need to make this piece. Yeah. And then the next problem that needs to be solved after that, I don't know, you won't know until you make that piece. Is it, do I need to make another piece because that one wasn't quite what I wanted or is it, I need to find a place to hang this up or I need to talk about it online. We can't get there yet because we're not there. Yeah. But what we are doing is we set our compass. We let it spin in circles for a while until it finally landed on north. Mm-hmm. And now we know which direction to go because the thing we want most is to look forward to what we have to do when we wake up in the morning. Yeah. So we know which direction we're aiming. We found some things that we're excited about and they might not be the end exciting thing, but we have to follow where the excitement is in order to start going that direction. It's like, My father-in-law asked me the other day, what is the thing that you have done the longest in your life? And my immediate reaction was, well, I've been doing this business for the longest that I've ever been doing anything in my life. But then I started thinking about it and yes, that is true, but it didn't look like it looks now at the beginning. At the beginning, it looked like art school. And then it looked like a marketing job. And then it looked like a website design entrepreneurial thing. And then it looked like morphing that into more about marketing for websites and then marketing for websites for artists and then building websites for artists. And like, it just kept kind of swimming and getting narrower and narrower and narrower until it is where it is now. And will it stay here forever? I highly doubt it. And if it does, Mm -hmm. I'll probably get bored and have to do something else. Yeah. But I got excited about something and that was learning how to make art. So I went to art school. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do that. Most people learn how to make art and then go to art school, but I didn't do it that way. And I just kept following the things that excited me. And this is where I have ended up. And I'm excited to wake up on a Saturday on vacation to do podcast guest interviews. Yeah. That's what we're looking for for you. What's the next exciting thing? And I really want you to follow that. Yeah, okay. Which you're already going to make that. But other things you can start doing are, you know, starting to look for galleries that you feel a connection with and just starting to talk to them, build those relationships. And I know you said you're shy. If we had more time, we could get into like some real specifics about how to do that. But galleries, big art panels. And the other thing I'll say is I have one client who would take ages to make her work. It was meticulous. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she just could not solve that problem of rectifying her time that went into it versus the money she felt she could get for it. Right. And so what we played with was how can you take this beautiful 
work that you are making and how can you simplify it or play with it or find out how to make it take less time and right. still have the same overall impact. She came up with some really great stuff. But think about that as you're making these, and you already have one solution with it having a lot of that negative space. Yeah. But just keep playing with that. Okay. Like, what are some more ways that I could chop down the amount of time and still be more than happy with the quality of work and maybe even like it better? Right. Okay. For right now, you said you are taking Mondays off and then you've got maybe hours. Monday through Friday after you get home from work, work on this stuff. Yeah. Does that almost feel like it's taking over your life where you should do less, even though it's the thing you love and the thing you want to pursue? Um, it definitely feels like it's taking over if I'm prepping for a show. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually have a set amount of pieces that I need to get done to replace the pieces that sold from the previous show. Right. Um, and I always think I can get more done than I'm actually capable of doing. Even though I don't have any shows coming until next April, I'm already kind of concerned that I'm not going to have the amount of pieces that I need to replenish the stuff that I've sold this year. Cause I have a few, I don't have a lot left. Um, especially can I have like maybe one more assignment. Sure. <laughs> you're gonna not like this for at least the first week or two it's gonna super stress you out but I, I'm gonna ask you to stick with it okay during the summer this last summer I've tried really hard and like hired coaches and like all kinds of things to work on this having that work-life balance but somehow the work stuck back in yeah and I have two kids and it was major, like, I have to do this work and I have to spend time with my kids and I can't do both. And my head was going to explode like three months. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it all. So what I finally sat down and did was created a schedule of work time and off time, except I limited the work time to way less than I thought I needed. Okay. I gave myself 20 hours a week to work this summer. Once I sat down and re-coached myself and made this schedule, I gave myself 20 hours a week when I was working 40 so that I had the rest of the time to spend with them. Okay. They're only going to be little ones. Yeah. And guess what happened? I got more done. Okay. Because... I gave myself that room, that space in my mind, that place for inspiration to come from. I wasn't just like sitting down and grinding. Yeah. When I had the time to sit down, I looked forward to it. I went, I was almost like a little cartoon character and I just got it yeah. done. And then it was done because I only had two hours and then I had to go to the park and play. Yeah. I was excited to go to the park and play. Yeah. I want you to choose and I'm not going to make this so hard on you. I want you to choose three nights a week to work instead of five. Okay. And the other two, you are required, at least one, you are required to spend in those relationships that you said are so important to you. Okay. The other one can be for yourself. It can, it, mm -hmm. it's a free day. You get to decide. Okay. 
But I think if you start prioritizing some of these other life things, the mm -hmm. other stuff is just going to kind of start to fall into place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How's that feel? Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. Okay. So tell me your homework, what you are going to do, what you're taking away. Um, the prioritizing working less through the week. Um, and definitely getting those drawings, those larger drawings started. And that'll be, well, once this workshop is prepped for, that's going to be my slowly trying to get those started. And I'll do a little bit each week. So I'm not too panicked and working 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. And also bigger paintings cost more. So yeah. you don't have to have so many in April. Right. Yeah. Unless you just start selling them out as you are showing what you are working on online. And then that's a different problem to be solved. And I like that problem. <laughs> I love those problems. Good problems. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave you with one last thought or everyone with one last thought. Sure. When people feel your energy, excitement, enthusiasm, it's almost like they, it's contagious. They mm -hmm. accumulate from you what they're feeling. If okay. you're feeling tired, exhausted, uninspired, um, see what's a word that you used? Just discouraged, essentially. They're going to get that. For sure. Yeah. And so it's almost mandatory that you follow the energy excitement. Yeah. Absolutely. In order for you to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right, Caitlin, this was fun. Tell me or tell everyone where to find more of you. Where would you like them to go? Um, my website is caitlinmason.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Caitlin underscore Mason underscore. And I'm also on Facebook too. So Caitlin is spelled K-A-I-T-L-I-N and Mason is M-A-S-O-N. And if you could pick one of those for them to visit, where would you say, this is where you're going to get the best of me? I would say Instagram. I mean, everything I share on Instagram also goes on to Facebook, but that's where you'll find sort of behind the scenes things with my drawings, how I make them. Um, yeah, so I would, I would say I spend most of the time on Instagram. There you go. That's where her energy goes. That's where you should go if you want to find her. Yeah, amazing. Kaylin, have a lovely Labor Day weekend. Yes, you too. Enjoy. I will. I'm going to probably go for a walk or something. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Have a good rest of your day too. Yeah. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you're one of those people who wants all the things, be sure that I get your email so that I can send you invitations to free classes, send advice your way, and share details about how you can go deeper with me. Just click on the show notes to sign up.